welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi everyone, I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! At this time, I would like to remind everybody that you are listening to jradio.com. If you would like to listen to us on the telephone, you can listen to us by dialing 712-432-4217. That number again is 712-432-4217. The number to call after the show, after the story that is, to tell us your name and what lesson you learned in tonight's story is 718-683-5858. Very good, Yossi. And, of course, if you'd like to listen to us live or on the archives, you can call 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And just follow the menu if you want to listen to us live or follow the archives. I would also like to take this moment to remind you that j Radio can definitely use your donations. So, the address is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. And if you would like to text in to ask for information how to sponsor or to how to advertise on jwitradio.com, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you would also like to suggest a story for me to tell, and you'd like to give over all the information and all the details of it, and uh, or possibly the source for it, you may also text in 347-927-8398, and it will be forwarded to me. Yes. Okay, my turn, Rabbi Herbs. Okay, if anyone is looking to hire Rabbi Yitzhak for either storytelling, Kayak from the Mayach, Extreme Martial Arts Demo, uh, you know, whether it be for, uh, you know, Avas Abundant Program, uh, 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 your, your yeshiva, your banos, your basyakov, whatever, your school, a private party, or a day camp, a uh, bungalow colony, or sleepaway camp. So, of course, the number to call is 718. 718- 375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Also, you should be aware, if anybody's interested uh, for information about art lessons, martial arts lessons, you know, perhaps karate, uh, private karate lessons, Qigong energy lessons, and so on, uh, you could call also 718-375-1294 for more information. And please be aware that Rabbi Erbs's books are still available in your local farm store, along with many of his CDs and a new one, too. And for those CDs that are not in the stores, you could call Rabbi Yitzhak at 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you a complete list, either by email or fax. Wow, did I get everything in? I think so. I think we can now start our story. Okay. <laughs> well, quite a windy day today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it kind of held me back from coming. All right. Anyways, uh, so we're ready for the story? Yes, we are. Just remind everybody that the, tonight's story is for Erifu Shalema, for Chaim Yezitzvi, Ben Sura Miriam, and for Peril Bas 
Chaya Rivka. Okay, tonight's story, I don't think I told it before. It's not a particular re- uh, request, but we're near Pesach time. Now we finish with Purim, and then we go towards Pesach. So I think that this particular story that I have in mind, that I uh, <coughs> chose for tonight, I don't remember it. So unless somebody remembers me telling it, <laughs> I don't remember it. Okay, so it's definitely a new story for me to tell. Okay, as I get adjusted here. Okay, so Yossi, <laughs> guess where I was today? Oh, what does it have to do with the, uh, me? Because <laughs> where I was today, everybody made a request. What kind of request? They want you to tell the story. Really? Me? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And <laughs> that school where I was, they requested that you should tell the story. So how about it? You want to tell it? <laughs> I'd love to. So go ahead. What's stopping you? Oh, what's stopping me? <laughs> I need a story. <laughs> Just hop into my head like you always do. Okay, um, uh, but it's cold. It's frozen. Hey, <laughs> I don't have brain freeze. <laughs> sure, could have fooled me. Yeah, see? Okay, just kidding, just kidding. Still under. Okay, here we go. Uh, okay, tonight's story is called The Strange Visitor. That's right. It certainly is. Okay, so go ahead. Start telling the story. Okay, this story happened many, many, many years ago. Yeah, how many years ago? Are you starting to sound like me, Rabbi Herbs? Well, if you're telling the story, somebody has to play Yossi. Oh, good point. Anyways, this happened like a good few hundred years ago, maybe over 800. Oh, like during the times of the Spanish Inquisition? That's not fair. You already know the story. Oh, oh, oh. Right, you're supposed to tell it. Go ahead. Okay, anyways, the story that happened during the Spanish Inquisition. And in the Spanish Inquisition, there was this person by the name of Rabbi Avraham Alharizi of Toledo. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, uh, because it's spelled like uh, A-L-H-A-R-I-C-I. Um, well, it sounds like it's pronounced El-Harizi, or El-Harizi, or El-Harizi, but probably El-Harizi makes sense. Okay, whatever his name is, he was a rabbi, and even though he was a rabbi, a lot of eating in the times of the Barbanel, they made, you know, like, a, I guess you want to call an ali of some sort. They decided not to give up their Yiddishkeit, and when the Spanish Inquisition started, they taka left all their riches behind, and they left Spain. Right. And the reason why this rabbi didn't go, oh, that's part of the story. See, the rabbi really wanted to go. Except that he realized some Eden are not letting go of their Yiddishkeit. No, they are letting go of their Yiddishkeit, and that bothered him very much. And then there were some Eden who decided to, like, on the outside, be like Goyim, you know, like, like, like the, the Mamish, the Goyish religion and everything. And on the inside, <coughs> what's with the, <coughs> and it has to come up at least once in the story. Okay, whatever. Anyways, go ahead. Anyway, so what happened was is he decided to stay behind because any Yid who became like a Murano, they still need a rabbi to ask questions to. And he felt that if all the Rabbanim leave and he's not there, oh boy, that would be a big, major, major problem, okay? So what he did was, um, you see, he kind of wanted, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm listening. You're telling tonight, remember? And just remember to be spontaneous. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, uh, I'll be spontaneous. No, spontaneous. Right. That's what I said. Spontaneous. Anyway, so what happened was he just followed. Go ahead. Tell me what happened. Well, uh, <clears throat> uh, um, um, well, you see, what happened was is that um, uh, this Hailegabra uh, by Rabbi Abraham Harizi, whatever, um, 
it's, you know, like, they, oh, well, you know, I skipped the part. So which part did you skip? The part that I skipped. No, no kidding. Okay, which part is that? Well, you know, there was a part, you know, that, that deals with this, you know, like, like, you know, there was a, a Inquisitors. Inquisitors. Go ahead. Explain to everybody what Inquisitor is. Well, you see, they wanted that anybody who stood behind as a Yid, they had to convert to the Gaisha religion. Right. Very famous for that, yes. And those who didn't, they were tortured and burnt at the stake. Uh, that was a sad time for the Jewish people at that time. There were, unfortunately, many people who stuck to the Yiddishkeit and stayed from to the very end. Right, but then there were some people, yes, there were some people who became Moranos, you know, like the hidden Yidden, you know? On the outside, they acted like a guy, and on the inside, they were, you know, Jewish and everything. You kept all the Yiddishkeit and everything, but once in a while, they did things, and they got the suspicions of the people they called the Inquisitors. Okay, and well, the Inquisitors like the like the secret police, you know, like the KGB or something, you know, and, and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I see. And what happened next? Well, you see, so the the you know the Inquisitors, it was the Grand Inquisitor, you know, uh, Turk uh, Kamada, Kamada, whatever the name was, and then there was like uh, chief uh, Inquisitors, and there were sub chiefs, you know, like a police station has the chief, and then they have other people and everything like that, and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I see. Very, very interesting. Okay, and then what happened? Well, um, now this part of the story takes us to a meeting uh, that's not with uh, 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 Abraham al-Hazari, but I mean, it is in Toledo. Yes, so what happened? Tell me. I, I don't have to tell you, I have to tell everybody. Okay, so tell me and tell everybody. Okay, so everybody out there listening, I, I can't hear them. Of course they're listening. Oh, okay. Anyways, so what happened was like this. There was a meeting going on. And one of the, uh, you know, big shots over there, you know, one of the big officers says, All right, gentlemen, you know what our job is, don't you? Oh, yes, I know what our job is. <laughs> and I love every minute of it. Yes. And now we have a little problem here. We must solve it as quickly as possible. Now, I have some reports here, but I won't tell it to you myself. We're going to hear it again from one of my spies. <laughs> I love it when you say, one of your spies. And so he called up one of his spies. And the spy came forward. Yes, sir. I'm here. My name is Pierre. All right. Forget your long name. Pierre, whatever your name is. Just tell everybody here at this meeting... What you saw. Well, you know that we suspect some Jewish people are not fully uh, acting like us with our Gaius religion. And therefore, as a result, since they're not giving up their Judaism completely, we follow them here and there. We send out spies all over the place. Yes, go on, go on, go on, get to the point. <laughs> well, if we capture this Jew, he'll get to the point. <laughs> okay, let me tell you what happened. So... I have been noticing that there's some strange things going on with a man uh, by the name of, uh, I believe his name is, if I'm not mistaken, Al-Hazrizi. He calls himself Morton, right? He calls himself Morton. You know, he, he adopted one of our kinds of names, you see. But uh, something strange. It was first reported to me that he seems to be popping around. What do you mean, popping around? Quiet. Let him speak. All right. 
By the way, what does he mean by popping around? Well, let me say, you see, it was noticed that um, uh, one day he was visiting by uh, the Gadajis, then he was visiting by the Gdinis, and then he was by the Zajuchkes, and then he was by the Lakanchkes. You understand? He goes around. Well, maybe he's a salesman. Prove us different. Oh, I thought about that. <laughs> maybe he's a salesman. <laughs> so what did you find out? Well, I found out this following. If he was a salesman, he would go to everybody's house, right? To sell his product, right? Yes, that makes sense, right, fellas? Yeah, of course, it makes sense. Sure, sure, sure. Well, anyways, I noticed that he would go to certain houses and then skip some others. I also noticed that he always walked out with the same bag, meaning it <laughs> doesn't look like he sold anything. But yet when he came out, <laughs> I kind of couldn't help noticing that there was a smile on his face. Really? Did you hear that, fellas? A smile on his face. And what's wrong if there's a smile on his face? Maybe somebody tickled him in the other house. <laughs> yes. Or maybe this person is not just one of us. Maybe he never converted the right way. Maybe deep inside himself he's still a Jew. And so the meeting was going on and on and on. And then what happened? Well, uh, the, the spy finally said what he said. Well, what was it? Uh, if, if, uh, um, how am I supposed to say, you see, if I'm Yossi and I do it, you say, Yossi, could you please? And, and, and I'll you, Rabbi Erz, so it's not there, me, so, uh, you know, it's not there, me, go, Rabbi Erz, please? <laughs> ah, at least you're starting to pick up on what's going on, huh? All right, you want us to continue the story, you do want to fight it out. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're not fighting out nothing. It's, 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 it's still out there, but we're not fighting it out. Okay, go ahead. Well, so tell me in conclusion, you pieced together who they were going to, and then what? And then, haha, I followed up on one of my leads. I noticed that some of the people that he goes to were, <laughs> Jewish at first, and then they publicly converted. Yes. And why can't they be loyal? There are plenty of them that became loyal to us. Why can't he be loyal too? I hear you. <laughs> but I believe that uh, they're Moranos that he goes to. And your proof. Stop telling what you spy. Tell me what your proof is. Oh, the proof. <laughs> As the old saying says, the proof is in the pudding. Who cares about pudding? I do. I like chocolate pudding. Yossi, please, just continue telling the story and let us do our part. Okay, go right ahead. I'll eat the chocolate pudding to be mom. Oh, you stop that. Now, where was I? Uh, you were up to the part that you wanted proof. Ah, uh, yes. In the pudding. <laughs> but it doesn't taste good if the proof is in the pudding. I like just the pudding the way it is. Will you stop that? Okay, now, where was I? Go ahead. I'll eat my pudding quietly. Go ahead. Hmm, all right. <laughs> now... What is your direct evidence? Well, my suspicion was correct. I broke into one of the houses at night. I'm very good at that. And I went down, looking around while they were sleeping. And I found the hidden staircase behind an old grandfather clock. And, and, after I found the clock had a secret door behind it, I went down to this basement. And I found holy books. Holy books? Our things? No, Jewish holy books. And then, 
When the morning came, I came back with soldiers to arrest that Jew. But except, he must have noticed that I broke in, and he made a quick escape. Don't worry, my men are trying to find him. And when they do, ha 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 ha! Now, gentlemen, isn't that enough proof about uh, uh, this person? Uh, you know, uh, um... We're talking about uh, Al-Harizi. Well, let me tell you something. Al-Harizi uh, converted in public. So unless you really have, like, really proof to catch him in the act, you know, that's going to be difficult. Just because he popped by here and popped by there, maybe he could be trying to convince them that they should join him and act like he does. Hmm. Very interesting. So, got an idea. During the daytime, he works in the government building, right? Yes, he does. Well, I have a great idea. While he is out in the daytime, we'll take a little hike. We'll take some men. And we'll enter his house. And we'll search the place and we'll find if he has a secret entrance. <laughs> I like that idea. Can I come along since I was the spy? Yes, you may. And so, sure enough, this was really bad news. It was terrible. But at that moment, I want you to know that this great rabbi, Rabbi Avraham Al-Harizi, who called himself in public Morton Al-Harizi, let me tell you something. He didn't suspect the thing, and he thought he was so cautious when he went into each houses because he did a vaif and povafo. He looked this way, and he looked that way. And he didn't see anybody around. Mm-hmm, nobody around. So let me tell you something. He had no idea what was in store for him. So he went to work in the government building, just like he always does, and acts like a guy, just like he always did. No one knew what was inside his heart, like a regular Murano. That's what he was, a good one, though. And he served his part to help those Yidin who are secret Muranos really keep the Yiddish kind as best as possible. But the meanwhile, while he was at work, this Inquisitor came to the house. Hmm, okay, man, we're here. You two go to the back in case they try to escape. Now, let's knock on the door. Who is there? Open up in the name of the law. It is I, the Inquisitor of Toledo. Now, open up the door, or we shall break it down. Oh, please, take it easy. Don't break my door. It'll cost a lot of money to fix. I'm coming. Okay, what can I do for you? Come right in. We have our suspicions that you are really a practicing Jew. Oh, please. Didn't you see me on Sunday in the church? Didn't you see me? Yes, I did. So why do you think that I might be <laughs> keeping my Jewish religion? I don't keep it anymore. I gave it up in public, remember? And I go to church like everybody else. <laughs> so what's your problem? Hmm. You're one of those secret Muranos. Maybe you got a hidden place over here. Oh, why do you suspect that? Hmm. We're going to search your house right now. Oh, okay. Now uh, listen, one thing. If you find any crumbs on the floor, you can eat it because it'll save me some cleaning, okay? Cleaning for what? <laughs> Nothing. I have a maid to clean out, that's all. Hmm. Really now. <laughs> all right, men. We'll search the place. Oh, can I come with you? It sounds like a fun game. No, lady. You wait right here. 
Where should I stand? Here? No, stand there. Over here, but I'd rather stand there. Stand there and don't move. You, soldier, watch her. Make sure she doesn't move from there. Okay, okay, I won't move, I won't move. <laughs> you better believe you won't move. <laughs> if she moves, you know what to do. Yes, sir, I know what to do. <laughs> and so what happened was this. They went to the right. They went to the left. They went upstairs. They went downstairs. They went in the backyard. They looked all over the place. They started tearing his house practically apart. They were looking for a secret, uh, you know, like an entrance. They tore down the grandfather clock. They did this. They did that. Oh, it was terrible. So, did they find the secret entrance? Absolutely not. Well, why not? If they were tearing apart the house like that, how come they didn't find it? <laughs> Wait until you hear why. It's so funny. Really? It doesn't sound funny if they're ripping apart the house. Yeah, yeah, but you'll hear this part. It's really funny. Don't worry. So they finished searching, and they came up. There was nothing there. And this inquisitor said to <laughs> Rabbi Rum's wife, and he said, Now, <laughs> you listen to me very carefully, and you listen to me well. We'll be back whenever we pleased. Right now, you're lucky. We didn't find anything. <laughs> Now, I don't understand. Why does your husband go from door to door? For people here and there. Skip some people here and there. And then he works in the government building. What is he doing? Two jobs at once? What is he doing? Oh, my husband? What does he do? Oh, he's a very good guy. He mommish walks around whenever he has some free time. And he wants to make sure that any Jew who converted stays converted. That's all. Is that anything wrong? <laughs> I hope that's what he's doing. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll continue our investigation, and may God have mercy on your soul. And in her own mind... No, no, Rebbe, I'm, I'm saying that. Okay, go right ahead, but you just have to be spontaneous. Okay, in his own mind, actually in her own mind, Rabbi Ram's wife said... <laughs> He said, may God protect my soul. <laughs> may God not protect this guy's soul. He's a mamash, a rusha, shimarusha. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. The soldiers are coming up the steps. Oh, they're coming from the attic. They're coming from the backyard. Okay. Uh, uh, excuse me. Did you find anything? Uh, I didn't find anything, and these soldiers didn't find anything. All my soldiers, every time I send them, they don't find anything. But if your husband is doing something wrong, trust me, we'll find him. And then we'll burn him at the stake. Oh, when you burn steak, it doesn't taste good. I don't like burned steak. I like it medium rare, okay? Oh, stop it. We're not done with you. But I'm done with you. Goodbye. Come back here when you find something good. Okay, bye. Hmm. Goodbye. I just know there has to be a secret entrance here somewhere. All those Moranos have them somewhere. Hmm. I'll figure it out. And with that, this Michigana, Antisemitische, uh, this Inquisitor left. And then her husband came. Uh, tell me, tell me, what's going on over here? What happened? I just saw an Inquisitor leave our house. Oh, he faced me and look at the mess over here. What happened? What happened? Did they find anything? Did they find anything? No, they didn't find anything. What about the secret entrance? What about it? I mean, it looks like they tore the house apart. They didn't find the secret entrance. Why, how is that possible? I see the backyard from the window. They tore up the backyard even. How is this possible? How is it possible? 
Well, that's because they didn't want me to follow them around. I said, I'll follow you wherever you go. And they said, no. And then Quizzler said, stand here. So I went over and I stood over there in a different spot. And I said, should I stand here? And he said, no, there. <laughs> and, when, you know, I made believe like I didn't want to stand there. And he didn't realize the place where he made me stand was on top of the carpet that has the hidden floorboards, that has the hidden entrance to the basement. <laughs> so you see, Robert Earps, that's why he couldn't find the entrance, because he was standing on the door. <laughs> but now... This is not very good. I gotta get out of here. They suspect me. Oh my goodness. What did you tell them? Absolutely nothing. Why? All right. Very good. Okay. Um, I have to escape here. I have to run away for a while. And I'll figure a way how to get you people to come with me. What do you mean? Where are you going? What's going on? Um, you'll tell that, um, uh, the king ordered me, uh, to do a special service. Um, I had to go away on business. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh. No, that won't work either, because they'll check out with the king, and they can find out if that's wrong or not. I got it, I got it. Okay, uh, say I went to uh, Sanya, okay? Say I went to Sanya. Are you going to Sanya? No, absolutely not. I'm going to run away to Granada. But Granada also, they can't be Jewish over there. I know, I know, but it's safer than here. I got an idea. But what are you going to do? Pesach is coming soon. Yes, I know, and they're going to be extra vigilant. They're going to be looking all over the place to try to find me. This is not very good. We have to do something. But what are we going to do? We, if we all leave, they'll follow us and suspect us. So what do we do? Well, you have to act like you normally do. And don't let any suspicions fall on you. And then, I got it. When they come looking for me again, just tell them that I went to visit my sick parents. And say I was in Sanya. So this way, in case they do that, and you have a, have a chance to escape once before they find out the real truth. Because Sanya is pretty far from here. Oh, Okay. But where are you going to go? Granada? Yes, yes, yes. And then when things get a little bit better, I'll try to sneak you out of Toledo. But I don't know how yet. But I'll figure out something. Don't worry. Okay? Everybody be mispalo. Case I gesund. And so he kissed his children goodbye. He told everybody he doesn't know when he's going to come back. And they should act like regular goyim, like nothing ever happened. They shouldn't show one sign of Yiddishkeit whatsoever. And then he left. And this time he made sure that he didn't even go past by any doors. He went out the back way. He immediately made his way towards the forest. And the winds were picking up. And it was a big rainstorm that happened that night. And he got soaking wet. But Baruch Hashem, he didn't catch any cold. But he slept in the forest. He didn't have that much food with him. He only took what he could, schlep in one, you know, schmeissel bag or something, you know, I don't know. And what happened was this. He made his way slowly towards Toledo, always taking back roads, walking here, walking there. And he just didn't want to be caught. Nobody should suspect him. Nobody should figure out where he's going. And then, when he came closer to Granada, he looked in a puddle of water, strained himself out, Made sure he looked pretty good. Checked his pocket if he had a little money on his pocket. And uh, <laughs> he made sure the little pyrotrill that he had stayed hidden inside the lining of his robe or whatever it was. Meanwhile, this tzaddik over here, Rabbi Vrum Aharizi, he sat down at the edge of Granada. And he sat there. And he was thinking out loud in his mind. But not out loud of his mind. I mean, inside his mind, but not on the outside. Which means he was thinking pretty heavy. 
Okay, what was he thinking about? He was thinking about what is he going to do. Okay, so let's hear his thinking. Can we hear his thinking? If I let you. So let me. Okay, go ahead, think. Hi, Vesmir. What am I going to do? I realized. I'm like, if my calculation's right, I'm maybe a day or two before Pesach. What am I going to do? I have no place to be. I have no place to eat. Who can I trust for Kashris? If I just go in and make myself a, a stranger, they'll serve me treif. They'll think I'm a goy. What am I going to do? I don't even have shmura matzah. I haven't got one matzah. I don't even bottle of wine. I couldn't carry any of these things with me because then they'll be suspicious. So what should I do? And so he was thinking and thinking, and he did what every yid normally does when they're in big trouble. He was mespalo. So he took his own words, put it together, and he said, I'm Rabbi You know me, and you know the reason why I stayed behind. I didn't do it because I had riches to want to give up. No, 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 no. I did it because I wanted to help fellow Eden stay strong. If they could not pass the Nisoyen, they could not pass the test to give up their riches to leave. So how would they be able to stay so strong in the Yiddishkeit? So I chose to stay behind, to help them. And now, I'm in big trouble myself. They're looking for me. And here I am in Granada. Nobody knows me. Nobody sees me. But I, what, I mean, what, what am I going to do for, for Seder? How am I going to manage? Please, please, help me. And so he was Maspalo, and he was trying to hide his tears so nobody should suspect that he's doing something crazy in the middle of the street. And finally, he started to walk into the actual town of Granada. And as he's walking around, he's looking to the right and to the left, and he started thinking, I wish I could find another Yid. But any Yid is really a Marano. No Yid is going to walk around and say, Hi, I'm a Yid. They're not going to be doing that. So what should I do? I must find the Yid somehow. <gasps> Wait a minute. I have a crazy idea. Maybe this will work. Only Yidin buy certain kind of vegetables right before, and, uh, right before Pesach. Yeah. Wow. What a great idea I have. I'm going to look over by the vegetable stands and I'll pay attention as people come by. And so he went to the vegetable stands and he sat around and he bought himself like a carrot and he started eating the carrot and in this way he could look casual and he was watching people come by. Hello! I want to buy that big apple over there. No, 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 not that apple. The big one. No, that's a big apple, but that's not big enough. I want that one there. Yeah, that's the one. That's yes, you touched it with your bare hands. I don't want that anymore. Give me that one there. Okay, I'll give you that one if you like that one better. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. And more people came by. Let's see the whole uh, can I have a green pepper, please? And I also like um, uh, 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 spinach, please. You know, you got that? Okay, thank you. And then his patience paid off. There was a man, a fancy Delancey man, who came by with a fancy coach and horses. This man's name was Don Carlos. Don Carlos was the name that he used. But really, between you and me, <laughs> you're going to find out anyways later, he was a Murano. 
but nobody knew that over there. And Don Carlos stopped his wagon right in front of the fruit stand or the vegetable stand. And then he opened his wagon door. And he got out. And as he got out, he looked to the right. And he looked to the left. And he looked up the front. He looked up the back. He looked up, he looked down. And he noticed that nobody was really looking. And he didn't pay attention to <laughs> Rabbi Rum because he didn't know he was Jewish. And Rabbi Rum was pretending to eat his carrot very slowly. And suddenly he said, Excuse me. I would like very much to order. Um, let's see. I'll have that, um, that bit of herb over there. Yes, thank you. I like it with, uh, my fish, yes, yes. Oh, this parsley over here? Yes, why? Oh, I like parsley too. like to make a good soup like this. I'll take some of this parsley, some of these vegetables here, some of these, and some of those, and one of these. Okay? Thank you. Let me pay you. Here you go. I'll be well. Take care. Uh, bye. Bye, come again. You're a very good customer. Bye. Bye. And suddenly, at that moment, suddenly at that moment, Avram got up. And he was called Martin. Oh, I mean Morton. I mean, whatever. Morton. You said Morton originally. Okay, Morton. Morton got up. But really, it was Avram. Avram got up. He looked for you from Povafo also. He looked to the right, to look to the left, up, down, round, down, all around the top. Anyways, he looked all around. And as he was looking around, he started to come closer to the vegetable stand. Uh, hi. Um, excuse me, if you don't mind me asking, uh, you know, um, I'm kind of uh, traveling through town, and I don't know anybody here, and I would like to try to find a kind person where I could stay, and uh, I noticed that this person that just stopped here a few minutes has a fancy coach. He must be a rich man. Perhaps he could put me up for a night, maybe? Oh, maybe. Why? Well, I was just wondering. Um, would you know where he lives so I could ask him? Oh, sure. Um, you can't miss it. Okay, you go straight down a couple of blocks this way. Mm -hmm. Then when you see that tree with the split, you know, like that, and shaped like this, and shaped like that, and there's a branch that when you look up, you bump your head, that's the one, that's the tree, you make a left. And then at the first, you know, split, what they call a fork, you go to the right. And then you can't miss it. It's a big, beautiful house. Okay, I hope for your sake he's nice enough to take you in for the night. You look like a nice fellow. Uh, thank you very much. I, I uh, really appreciate that. Oh, let's see, she said, go this way. And he was going and going, and he came to, like, where the tree was supposed to be, he was supposed to look for. Uh, let's see now, um, by the tree, that's split like, the way she says, a little bit bent like this, bent like this, and then if you look up, you bump your head. I must have found the tree. Okay, so this is it. Now go to the left, and go over here. Oh, wow, that's a pretty nice mansion he's got there. Let me just go over here. Okay. Um, let me knock on the big door. Hello. Uh, is anybody there? Um, hello. Uh, I need to speak to uh, Mr. Darn Carlos. Hello. 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 Anybody here? Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. 
and a servant came to the door. And the servant looked at him, and in a deep voice he said, May I help you? I said a deep voice. Sorry. <clears throat> may I help you, sir? Uh, yes, you may. Um, I came to see and speak with uh, Don Carlos. Uh, is he in? He is in, but he does not wish to see you. And it's all right. I just need to see him. Hey, you're not getting the picture. He doesn't want any visitors now. But you don't understand. I, I need to speak to Don Carlos. It's very, very important. Perhaps you can tell me what you want to speak about, and then I'll ask him if he wants to speak to you. Oh, no, 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 no. It's very private. I want to talk private business with him, you see. <laughs> uh, you understand? I I'm kind of a... A stickle, I, mean, I was kind of a, 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 a businessman, yeah. yeah and, and I want to uh, talk with him privately. And I don't want anybody to overhear <laughs> because uh, I, want, I want to make a good business deal. I'll ask him if he wants to see you. Wait here. Don't try to walk through the door unless I tell you you can. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please, I hope I'm right. Otherwise, I'm taking a very dangerous chance. Uh, sir Carlos, um, we have a problem here. There's this man here. He says he's a businessman. He wants to talk business with you, and he wants to talk privately with you. And he only wants to talk to you, and he doesn't want to come back later. He says, now. Really? That's what he says, huh? Very interesting. wonder who he is. Maybe he's from the Inquisitor's office. Hmm. Maybe they're spying on me. Okay. Um, let me go see who he looks like. Hmm. I don't recognize him. He's not from around here. Hmm. All the more reason he could be a spy. Yes. May I help you? Uh, yes, you may help me. First, you and I have to talk privately. I, I want to talk some business with you, without <coughs> any big ears listening. I see. Hmm. All right. Come into my private chamber over here. This way, please. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Let me just open this door. Okay, um, I'm in. Now what? Well, wait for me to come in. Let's close the door. Okay, good. We close the door. And now, um, what is it that you want? Um, <clears throat> can they hear through that door? Not really, unless you scream. Now, why don't you tell me what you want? Um, I, 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 I'm, 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 you're Jewish, right? Excuse me? What did you say? You said that I'm Jewish? I am a Christian. I am a Shagitz. I'm a guy like them. I have no idea what you're talking about. Please, sir, sir, don't have to be afraid. What are you, one of those inquisitors trying to spy on me? See if I would slip up? I'm telling you clearly, I haven't practiced Judaism in years. I don't know where you get that idea from. You don't understand. I watched you today. Watch me? Watch me when and where? By the vegetable stand. By the vegetable stand? <laughs> so what, you saw me buy some apples, some fruits, some vegetables? Everybody does that. Uh, yes, everybody does that. But you bought um, uh, bitter herbs. And then you bought parsley. And and then you bought uh, aroma lettuce. And then, uh, did I go on? 
So, I like that in my soup. What's the big problem? You bought that because in a day or so is Pesach. What? What are you talking about? I haven't kept Pesach in years. I'm just like any Shegitz. Please, sir. I'm Jewish, too. Excuse me? <laughs> you're just saying that because you're trying to trap me. <laughs> but I'm not. Yes, you are. I feel it in my heart. Somehow I get the feeling you're Jewish. Now listen to me. I will tell you who I am. My real name is Rabbi Avraham Alazari from Toledo. Toledo? I heard about that place. Over there, they're very tough to uh, people from the uh, Inquisitors, right? Yes, they are. And they suspected me. And they were looking for me, but Baruch Hashem, I wasn't home. And if they come and find me, I'm gone. So I need to have a place to stay while things calm down. And then when I can, I have to try to get the rest of my family out. So, tell me, are you ready to admit who you are? Hmm. All right. I'm going to say it. Yes, I am Jewish. I do still practice Yiddishkeit. Yes, I am a Murano. And yes, I keep Yiddishkeit secretly, quietly. And I thought that you may be a spy. Because if it turns out you are, so help me, you will never leave this room alive. Because those servants are not Gentile servants. No, they're not Goyim. They're Jewish people too. They're Muranos too. That's a great cover-up I have here. So if it turns out you're Jewish, they'll kill you first. And my secret will remain a secret. No, 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 please trust me. Fair me. Ask me any question. I'm a Rav. Go ahead. Hmm. And so with that, he proceeded to ask a couple of questions here, a couple of questions there, and a little this, a little that. And he finally believed that Avraham was a real, real, real Yid. And so he invited him to stay by him. And that night... They went into the secret way to get to the secret passage. And way deep, deep, deep down under the ground. So even if they screamed and sang with loud voices and everything, nobody would hear them because it was so deep under the ground. And so he was running the Pesach Seder. And during the Pesach Seder, what happened was this, you know, that, um, you know, uh, Rav Avraham from Toledo, Rav Avraham Al-Harizi, well, he went off and he said so much beautiful pshatim, so many beautiful things about the Haggadah, so many beautiful things about the Yitzhiz Mishraim story, so many, like it was really unbelievable. Then all of a sudden, in the middle of their Seder, suddenly they started to hear footsteps. Rav turned his head. What's going on here? Footsteps, where's it coming from? Wait, my wife is here, my servants are here, you're here. Oh my gosh, somebody's here. Oh no. And before they had a chance to hide everything that looked Jewish, suddenly this big person came with a big red robe. And you know what that red robe was? That was the robe of a chief inquisitor. And suddenly he looked at everybody and he said, Don't anyone move here! Do you hear me? Nobody move! And suddenly, suddenly Rabaran's wife realized a chief inquisitor was here. Not just a regular inquisitor, a chief one. Very high ranking. And she fainted. Ah, boom. 
and the children were crying and ran over to help their mommy. Meanwhile, Rav Aaron said, All right, all right. Okay, we're Jewish. But please, please, my children, my wife, they're innocent. If you have to take someone, please take me, but leave them. How did you find this place? How did you get here? How do you know about my secret entrance? And suddenly, this inquisitor turned his head straight towards Aaron. And he was no longer bursting with anger. Instead, his voice softened. And this stranger, and this is the reason why we call it the strange visitor. That's the name of the story. The strange visitor. He looked at them. And he pulled back his robe from his face, and he said, Grandparents, I'm telling the story. Oh, sorry. It was so exciting, I couldn't hold myself back. Okay. So he pulled back his robe, and he pulled it back, and his head was sticking out. And he looked at them, and suddenly Rabarin and Rabarum noticed that this inquisitor's face was not so angry anymore. And he changed his tone. All right. Now you all listen to me very carefully. And listen to me well when I tell you this. I am not just an inquisitor. I am Jewish. Rabbi said, You what? And Rabbi said, Huh? You what? But you're... I know who I am. But now I saw something really strange. First of all, when I saw the Seder table set up the way it is, you sparked amazing memories. And second, let me tell you this. When you were ready to sacrifice your life for your family, I realized again what a Jew is all about. Caring for others, before themselves even. Now let me explain you who I am. When I was a little boy, the Inquisitors came. Turkamada! He came. They caught my father acting like a Jew in secrecy. I was just a little kid. They went over and they took my father and mother. Asked them to convert. But they refused. And they were burnt at the stake. Me, I was too little to ask if I want to be Jewish or not. I was very young. But they took me. And they brought me to a Goyesha church, to the Christian church. And there, I was brought up as a Christian. Outside, I showed no signs of Yiddishkeit whatsoever. But deep down, I never forgot. But they brainwashed me here and there. And anything I did did not look Jewish at all. Because I don't know anything too much. I was just a little kid. I remember very little. But I do know I was Jewish. And then... Eventually, because of my intelligence, they promoted me in ranks. They didn't think anything that I knew about Jewish. They didn't think I remembered that I was even Jewish. And eventually I got promoted to where I am now. A chief inquisitor. Can you imagine that? I'm a chief inquisitor. You got that? Chief inquisitor. Not just an inquisitor. Not just one of the soldiers. But but, but what about your men? Where are they? (sighs) They're outside. I said, if we make too much noise, they'll run and hide. So I said, I will come in myself. And I did. And by feeling my way around, I finally found where the secret entrance is. 
And now, let me tell you something. When I saw this here Pesach Seder here, not only did it spark my memories as a little kid, what I used to see, but it reminded me that being Jewish is not an empty person. Being Jewish is to keep Yiddishkeit the way it's supposed to be. And not just in thought, but to live it. And this position as a chief inquisitor, I can never do that. So let me tell you something. What I'm going to do is the following. I'm going to help you. And then I'm going to disappear. So listen to me well. I'm going to tell in my report the following. I'm going to say that there was a Jew by the name of Raham Alarizi who came to Granada. But then when he heard that I was looking for him, he ran all the way to... Uh, you could try Sanya Yemen. Right, that's pretty far. Okay, so he went to Sanya Yemen. And that's where he is. Then all the focus in Toledo will be after him. And I will not mention you. I will mention that you're the one that told me where he ran. Me? I told you? Yes, yes. This way you'll take off all suspicion because you're helping the Inquisitors. You're not doing anything Jewish. I came here and I found you living like a regular person, doing everything a regular person does. I didn't find you making a Seder. That's what I will put in my report. And then when I asked you if you heard anything, because all us Inquisitors were told to be on the lookout for this Rabbi Avraham, and you told me where I could find him. Well, while they do this search and make their way to find him in Sanya Yemen, let me tell you what you will do. Uh, what will I do? You can eventually make arrangements for your family to escape from here. And you, Rabbi Avraham, it's time for you to go back home. You can go back home and get your family because when they hear, especially after Pesach, that your family is uh, waiting for you to return, but they won't hear it that way. They'll hear that you ran to Yemen, making arrangements for the family. They'll first try to capture you in Yemen. Meantime, while they're focused there, your family could escape. But, but, but then what are you going to do? Me? <laughs> I can't live this kind of double life anymore. After I make my reports and I get good word that my men tell me that you're gone, I will disappear. I'll pretend that I was on a mission. And then I'll just disappear as though I got lost. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. I'll take care of everything. Enjoy your Pesach. After I make my report, do you mind if I come back here for the rest of the Seder? Oh, oh go right ahead. Please do. And so that's what the man did. The Inquisitor went, made his report, and everything seemed to be kosher v'yosha. And then he came back for the rest of the Seder. And, of course, Abraham made his way back after Pesach all the way to Toledo, managed to get his family out because nobody was focused on his family because they were all focused trying to find him in Toledo. It was really funny. But anyways, bottom line is, Don Carlos escaped also. Everybody escaped. Unfortunately, not everybody from the whole Inquisition did because there were some cases where, unfortunately, bad things did happen. But the bottom line is, these people in the story did escape. And that's the way it went. How did I do, Rabbi Herbs? That was very good. I didn't interrupt too much, did I? No, it means I told a good story. Apparently you did. Okay, so we're going to have some time to take a few calls, so let's take some phone calls, okay? Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? 
Hello? Are you there? Okay, we'll go to the next call. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? I don't hear anybody. Hello? Hello? Ah, we got somebody. Yes, hello, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? My name is Nikhil Simon. Ah, very good. Your mom, your mom is getting almost every week. Go ahead. I know. And I learned that you should always trust in Hashem. You should always what? Trust in Hashem. Excellent. It's definitely in there. Can I talk to Yassi? Hi. Did you like the way I told the story tonight? Yeah, but when is your bar mitzvah? Oh, uh, Rabbi Herbs, when is my bar mitzvah? Uh, might be sometime next year. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess uh, Rabbi Herbs will make me get bar mitzvah next year. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Hello? Hello? I hear the talking in the background. Okay, we'll go to the next call. I don't hear me. Hello, you're on the air. Hello? Hello, hello? Hello, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Hi, my name is Adina, and I learned that you should always you should always, um, you should always keep peace out, even if people are looking for you, even in secret. And, and you should always trust in the sun, you should, and I speak to Yassi. Hi, you, t- you said that very well. <laughs> so, do you like my told story tonight? Yeah. Oh, thank you. See, Rabbi, we're getting a lot of points tonight. Okay, thank you. we got to go to the next caller. Bye-bye. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's Pearl. story? Yes. Fisher Pearl. Ah, okay. Very good. Now tell us what lesson you learned tonight's story. Once a Jew, always a Jew. You got that right, boy. You got that right. Couldn't say it better. Once a year, always a year. Very good. Okay, we've got to go to the next caller. Thank you very much. Hello, you're on the air. You might be the last caller if you're there. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Yes, I made it. Yeah, you you made, made it, but we're really stuck in traffic over there. Okay, but we're really running short on time, and you're going to. Yes, pro- I know. So, uh, okay. um, so wait a minute. I, I don't want you to feel that you're getting. Masha, I need to go because if you're not, you're I gonna know, have... but I don't have any lessons. Yassi, what'd you do? Yassi told a great story, okay? Yes, but he sponsored my paper. Okay, I, I really got to go to the next caller now. Okay. Sorry, so, maybe next time. Okay, very good. Okay, that's all the time we have. Okay, that's all the time we have. So until next week, everybody have a wonderful Shabbos and everybody goodbye. Goodbye. Anywhere, anytime, for everyone. This is jrootradio.com.